Hi, and welcome to the Pet Healer Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Mitzi Vargas, and today we're going to talk about cancer in mammary, you know, glands in the pets and the, and uh, specifically the dogs, but obviously affects cats and rats and any mammal that we have as a pet as well. Uh, but October is breast cancer awareness in humans, and we all do the pink thing, the pink ribbon and the pink shirts, and we try to uh, raise awareness and try to raise money for uh, research on breast cancer in women because to this day, it's one of the leading causes of death. And uh, of course, there's uh, a giant um, industry on chemotherapy for breast cancer and uh, wigs and everything that supports the treatment, uh, you know, radiation treatment or, or anything like that that supports that in, in women. And one of the recommendations for women is double mastectomy. And the reason is because if you have certain types of cancer, uh, that they're very... Um, prone to come back in the same tissue. So any other tissue, mammary tissue there, uh, that you have in the body will have the possibility or probability that will have it happen again. And so in pets, we do uh, use mastectomy as the main treatment um, of mammary tumors. Um, some things that you may be surprised to hear about mammary tumors in dogs is that they're very common. And that it happens obviously in females, but but it can happen in males because they do have mammary glands too. And so uh, that it happens in cats, and that in cats is 90% of the times malignant, whereas in dogs it's a 50-50 chance that it could be a hormonal-driven uh, mixed mammary um, tumor, or it could be a malignant adenocarcinoma. So there's a 50-50 chance. However, um, we know that there are some risk factors uh, that have been well documented and studied. One of them is obesity. So when dogs are obese, um, they definitely are prone to developing cancer. Uh, obesity is a function of the spleen, and TCVM explains to us that the spleen is the one that forms the blood, um, that the spleen chi is the one that is needed to absorb and uh, the, the nutrients in the food. And in the nutrients in the food, there's the Gucci or the energy of the food. And if our spleen, meridian of spleen, is not energy, is not properly um, flowing, then there's going to be uh, certain consequences. And one of them is cancer formation. So at the root of most tumors is a spleen chi deficiency. Uh, so definitely we got to take care of the spleen. Um, but um, most dogs that are not spayed, um, before the age of two will develop mammary tumors at one point in their lives. Um, definitely seems to be some protective, um, uh, I guess, uh, preventative and protective effect if you uh, spay the animals uh, early, if they don't go through any heat. However, TCVM uh, principles tells us that that option has some consequences too. So that increases the rate of um, incontinence later on, uh, some problems with joints, and the rate of other kinds of cancers. Um, this is with the Golden Retriever study. There were some big numbers that came out um, after studying them for several years, and that's the trend that we see. Um, and so 
it's my job to let you know, guys, that definitely spaying and neutering is super important. Uh, but the timing of it, as I mentioned in a previous uh, episode, is very important too. And so I recommend the spaying neutering, but definitely after the first heat. And the reason is we kind of like do a, a rehearsal for all the hormones and the hormonal feedback to the pituitary gland to, to happen. And also uh, the jing that you conserve a lot of these organs have some jing in them, some energy um, uh, that they are born with. So, I mean, you want to, you know, conserve some of that in the beginning. But uh, going back to what's the role of spaying and neutering in that, they say as in studies that they've done um, that there is a 0.5% risk of the um, a dog developing cancer in the whole life if they're spayed before the first heat. However, after the second heat, there's a 26% risk of uh, getting cancer. And um, definitely after that is, is, is about 40 to 60% uh, chances that they will develop if they're not spayed. How, however, there's still an improvement if you spay and neuter them at any age, even if they're nine, and it's like, oh, my dog is nine and it's not spayed. Um, well, go ahead, make sure that the blood is good, that the health is enough to go through anesthesia and spay them because you still have that protection. Even if it's a 30%, if somebody tells me by drinking orange juice, I have a 20% less chance of getting cancer, would you do it? Would that motivate you to do it? It would to me. If they tell me that having my vitamin D, it's very important in prevention cancer, well, then I will definitely take my D supplements, take my son, and make sure that um, that I have that that amount of D, the necessary for immune system to be on tip-top shape. By the way, dogs could get vitamin D deficiency as well. It depends on the food. Most foods are well-adjusted to provide that, but just saying. Are mal, uh, mammary cancers fatal? Yes, they could be because they, if they are adenocarcinoma, then they can uh, metastasize to other places, especially the lungs. And so before we do any surgery repair on or a mastectomy, we do chest x-rays and we try to look for any nodules in the lungs because that will dictate maybe we still go ahead with surgery, but now we have different expectations. And of course, we're integrative practitioners, so we're going to use acupuncture and anti-cancer herbals to fight this. Um, but that is one of the things that I worry about. So how do we diagnose it? Well, every time your pet goes to the doctor, they should have a good physical exam. And part of the physical exam is runs your magic diagnostic tool that God gave you, which is the hands. And you go up and down, um, you know, the mammary chain and just kind of like feel for any unevenness, for any lumps or bumps, for any hardness, um, for any leakage, because they shouldn't be any. Um, so, you know, Check for the lymph nodes, the uh, inguinal lymph nodes definitely drain those chains. So we want to make sure that all of that is done in the physical exam. And most vets like me, I just go, I'm talking to the owner, but, and the owner probably thinks that I'm petting the their dog or the cat, but I really am doing a good checkup 
uh, specifically in the chains. And in this October, if you haven't ever seen your vet do that, October is Breast Awareness uh, Month. They should be celebrated for dogs and cats too. So when you go there, make sure they check the tatas, okay? And then um, how do you diagnose it? Well, once you see the bump, it could be it could be a lipoma, it could be something benign, it could be a cyst, a follicular cyst, or something like that. So um, most of the time we do run blood work just to make sure everything is good, and then we take a little fine needle in a syringe and we aspirate uh, that mass, and we take it in a slide and look at it. I like the professionals to do it, so I usually send it to my clinical pathologist that we use in our labs and they are awesome at what they do and they can with that aspirin with a couple of clump of cells they can determine what kind of cancer it is what grade is it a a, a slow growing grade one or is it super aggressive grade four is it just a mixed memory tumor which is is very localized and usually doesn't metastasize so that's the kind of information that we get. And of course, they charge for it. Uh, we have to use that. But it's a great thing um, to to make sure that you know uh, what kind of cancer and why you need to know that. Because the surgery depends on knowing what type of cancer there is. Certain cancers are so aggressive that you need to leave a very big margin of, um, you know, uh, of of of, of uh, space, you know, of good tissue from what you see, like naked eye margin is, is a big margin. Oftentimes, this is a malignant one and you have to remove both chains, then I don't like to do, especially in a cat, I would not do both chains the same day. I would make maybe do one chain, allow it to heal, and then do the next chain. That will really be a easier recovery than doing both mammary glands change. Imagine that. I mean, you have to take enough margin and then how are you going to close that? So that's very painful. It's like uh, they're wearing a corset made out of skin, you know? So you want to give at least a month in between to doing, this is my opinion, obviously, uh, but that's what I do, a month in between removing both change. Um, Can you do chemotherapy? yeah, that you, you can. Uh, they're not that beneficial to my knowledge. Uh, there's other things that humans do that are hormonal therapy, immunotherapy, radiation therapy, and they those are options with humans. Uh, with cats and dogs, yeah, not so much. We all also have Torigen. So when we take the cancer, we send it to that company Torigen, and they make a sort of a vaccine based on that tumor uh, protein and, and the characteristic of that tumor so it's a kind of like a customized vaccine so that's what we do um the the chemotherapy definitely we recommend consultation with an oncologist for that because you know it's involved it's expensive and of course has a lot of side effects um so if if the uh, pet is in heat we definitely if or the pet is not spayed i definitely recommend spaying them because it makes no sense to do a reproductive uh, surgery, the removal of all these tumors, when the main cause of it is hormones and the source of hormones is still there. So it's just not right. You have to, to do the whole, the job right. So take all of it. So how can TCBM support uh, this one? Well, again, spleen chi deficiency. So 
Food is super important. So we need uh, chi-boosting foods. Uh, for example, um, sweet potato, pumpkin, brown rice. Those are great when it comes to meats uh, are on the hotter uh, ones like chicken, um, you know, uh, that and, and uh, lamb uh, could be that too. Um, those are those are kind of like the meats that we tend to recommend. And then um, the TCBN concepts of balanced method acupuncture uh, says that you treat the meridians that are involved in the problem. So in the mammary chain, if you imagine the mammary chains, there's two long lines in the uh, ventrum and the abdominal uh, wall of the animal. And the 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 meridian that passes through, right straight through them, is the stomach meridian. And guess what the stomach is? Is the husband of spleen, right? They're complementary channels or meridians. And so, of course, balancing the stomach is super important. We can balance the stomach using spleen points. Spleen four is super important, and spleen nine is super important. Uh, spleen four because it's the blood um, blood point. Um, it nourishes and opens the Chong Mai, which is the channel that is in extraordinary channel, internal channel of energy that takes care of the reproductive area. So that is spleen four is a very important point. Spleen nine is super important because it's the C point, the uh, energy point of the spleen meridian. So that's one that I recommend uh, taking care of. How about herbals? Oh my Lord. If the herbs uh, are used, I see uh, sometimes, especially in exotics like rats and uh, guinea pigs, I see resolution of the problem. They shrink completely. Most of them are mixed mammary tumors, of course. But um, with stasis breaker, uh, is a, a formula by Jing Tang that uh, reduces hard masses. Um, if the mass is soft and more like a nodule and is early on, is more inflammatory, then Max formula is the best, uh, in my opinion. I paired those two with um, uh, breast stasis, and breast stasis is called a transporter herb. So it's a formula, but it just has such affinity for the mammary uh, gland tissue that you use them together. So if you think about it, the transporter herb is the one that brings the other herbs that you use like, uh, say, for example, mixed breast stasis um, with stasis breaker, guess what? All the stasis breaker uh, energy of those herbs plus the breast stasis are directed into those tissues that are affected, which is the mammary gland. So anyways, that's the awesomeness of uh, TCBM and integrated um, you know, medicine that we can take from the East, take from the West, and make the best. Um so October is breast awareness for dogs and cats. I say it here. And uh, I strongly recommend that you consult your vets, make sure that they do a good exam and they check them for you. And if you have any questions or concerns, you're always welcome to send us emails. We'll try to answer all of them. You are all also um, welcome to share this podcast with your friends and family and everybody you know. <laughs> and you're welcome to subscribe hit the notification button, and then every time I put one out, you know that I did so. Thank you, and until I hear you again in my next podcast, take care. And remember that 
from now on, we're going to be uh, downloading every Friday a brand new episodes. So you can be on the lookout for them. Uh, in the meantime, visit our Facebook page, the Pet Healer Podcast page. Uh, we also have a website, thepethealerpodcast.com. And uh, it, we are in most platforms, so you can uh, enjoy our topics. Thank you, and until next time, take care. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. And uh, information about this episode came from my book, Alt-Vet, The Revolutionary Pet Care and Longevity Solution, available in Amazon at our clinic and soon to be an audiobook. So look forward to that. And this episode was sponsored by my practice, Orchid Springs Animal Hospital. And our website is www.osahvsinvictorets.com, osavets.com. There's a lot of information out there. If you want some more information on integrative pet healing and our pet healer podcast is going to be available in all platforms. So we're looking forward to seeing you again.